uh, although it's not very high tech, just using a Google calendar. <laughs> we don't need high tech, we just need things that work. <laughs> Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm a co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Sharon Gaskin of the Trainers Training Company. Joe and Sharon have known each other for years, although Joe isn't entirely sure how they first met. She thinks via social media or possibly through guest number five, Simon Jordan. In any event, they haven't seen each other for years, probably not since Joe last spoke at one of Sharon's events in 2011. That will be remedied in April when Joe is speaking for Sharon at Trainer Talk Live. You can find out more about that in the upcoming speaking section of our website. Sharon Gaskin is the founder of the Trainers Training Company. After a 12-year corporate training career, she set up her own consultancy at the start of 2002 and has worked with corporate clients both in public and private sectors. The Trainers Training Company was established in 2009 as a direct response to the needs and requests that came from other freelance trainers who were struggling to get their business off the ground or wanted to make their existing business much more profitable. Sharon is passionate about helping freelance trainers to succeed and enjoy the adventure of being a business owner. The Trainers Training Company was created to help freelance trainers start up grow and develop successful profitable training businesses. All the resources and programs are designed for trainers by trainers because Sharon understands the issues and, and challenges that are involved. She's been there herself. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Sharon Gaskin of the Trainers Training Company. Hi Sharon, thanks for joining me. Hi Joe. great to be here. Yeah, we've just had to have a little catch up, haven't we, having uh, not seen each other for years. <laughs> <laughs> so we're nicely warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> so start by telling us um who you are and what you do. Okay. Well my name's Sharon Gaskin. Um I run a business called the Trainers Training Company, which I basically set up in two thousand and nine. Um, previous to that, I had my own, what I would describe as a more traditional training business. So I was freelance, I was running management development programs, primarily in financial services. And then in 2000, 2009, I decided to have a little bit of a change of direction, um, mainly because um, a couple of things came together. One is that I had an idea about helping freelance trainers with their marketing because one of the things that I 
discovered through my own experiences of being a freelance trainer is that most trainers don't like doing the marketing. They love the bit when they're in the training room doing um, the training, you know, delivery, but they don't like the bit that leads to actually getting the clients. Um, and so all that was sort of kicking around in my mind about, oh, you know, wouldn't it be great if there was a, uh, a website you could go to or a resource that you could use or something that would be just for trainers to help them with their marketing. And, um, and also around that time, my um, son, who was uh, about nine-ish at the time, was playing um, a lot of tennis and he was really good and he got an opportunity to go to a high performance centre, um, which is in Birmingham, which is about um, sort of half an hour from where we live. And that was great, but I had to then uh, drop everything at 12.30 every day and go and pick him up from school and take him up there. You probably remember those days, Joe, of me sitting with my laptop outside the tennis centre <laughs> trying to sort of get a webinar together or a newsletter together or something like that. And, um, and so I realised that I couldn't sort of uh, be, you know, running around the country delivering my management development workshops anymore. So and around about that time, 2009, was when, um, you know, online marketing was really, you know, getting getting started and people were kind of making money online and doing more work from home and that sort of stuff. And I thought, well, maybe that's that's what I need to do. Um, so I did. <laughs> so I closed my old training business down, set up the trainers training company, dedicated to helping freelance trainers with their businesses and uh, and started primarily an online business. And uh, and that's where we are still. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. We were just laughing about the fact that you've stuck to the same theme all along. <laughs> In the meantime, yes. while I've been um, changing my business a few times. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I certainly, you know, um, developed a, a niche, obviously, which is obviously something in my own uh my work with my own clients I tell everybody to do and and definitely stuck to it and uh, and you know it really has worked for me because you know I, I am known now as the per you know that person who helps freelance trainers and you know I, I have um one of the um things I have in my business is a membership community called Trainer Talk, and I've been running that. Well, that's where we met, really. We yeah. met each other online, first of all, and then you ended up coming to speak at one of the first ever Trainer Talk live events that I did way back in 2010. And that's still going strong, and it's really developed over the years, and it is now a membership um, program. So, um, so yeah, lots happening <laughs> there. Yeah, lovely. And, and, and how have things developed when in terms of sort of why you do what you do you you started it because you had a change in circumstance in in your life is is that what's still driving what you're doing um yeah I mean it, it definitely started out that way Joe. I mean obviously I had to because I wanted to support Ryan in his tennis I had to find um some way of earning money from you know the internet and, and spending more time at home um and very definitely has been a driving force for me because i don't know whether you know any other kids that play tennis or or any sport to to a, to a high level you know it's really expensive <laughs> i mean really expensive you know you've not not only the, the training but you know as he, as he got better 
and started, you know, competing internationally. I mean, he, he got a tennis scholarship to to Spain and uh, and and lived there from the ages of fourteen to eighteen. Um, and you know, and every time he did a tournament, it was an international one. And every tournament that he did was a thousand pounds a week. You know, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. that was you know, I had to find out. I never ever wanted to have to say no to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, obviously, my, my daughter is, uh, you know, she's at university now. And so, you know, that's these kids are expensive, you know. <laughs> I know. I know. We had a little moment last week when I was paying for Ellie's piano lessons and I gave her the cheque to take to her teacher. And she went, oh, that's expensive. And she went, how much do you spend on all my activities, mummy? And then she started trying to add it all up. And she ended up with with an appreciation, shall we say, <laughs> for the fact yeah. that uh, she... Uh, so so now when she won't do a piano practice, <laughs> you can imagine what <laughs> argument I use. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did all that with my daughter. She, got, she did all her piano grades right through to grade eight. And, and you're right, you know, so there's that on top. And, and, and obviously now she's going through university. So now I was saying the same thing to somebody the other day I was doing another interview with somebody and you know I, I said you know I've, I've got a husband and he's you know he's got a very good job fortunately however it still is not enough when you're trying to fund something like this and mm-hmm. so um, I couldn't ever be a lady that lunches <laughs> so um, it was very very definitely you know a, a driving course always has been to to give my children um the opportunities you know that that I certainly never had and the opportunities for them to you know reach their full potential yeah. um it would be a shame if if uh, if I couldn't do that so yeah it's, it is a really really strong driving force for, for me mm. that's for sure yeah so how do you prioritize what you do in your work and your life? I mean, obviously, we talked already about the fact that you've sat outside uh, tennis training centers with laptops. <laughs> um, you know, how have you sort of made it all work over, over the years? And I guess it's probably changed as, as time's uh, gone on. Well, it really has changed. Um, and it's funny because when I go back again to when I started uh, the, the trainers training company, I literally... As I said, my routine was to 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 get up in the morning, to take the kids out to school, to to walk the dog, to come back, and then I probably had about three hours um, before I had to go and pick um, Ryan up from school at twelve thirty, and uh, I'm taking him up to you know to his tennis, and so I have three hours in the morning. And then I then I had obviously a long period of time up at the tennis centre, and I was able to do a little bit, but not much, um, in the car and things like that. And then obviously I'd get back and maybe have an hour or so to to do something in the evening. Um, so I had to that kind of that lifestyle, if you like, um, sort of took priority. Um, there, there, there was no way around that, and uh, and it. It's amazing, actually, what you can get done when you have a short period of time in which to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it really galvanised me because it was like, okay, I've got three hours, I've got to get this done. Um, so that was, you know, it was. I often think back to that and think, well, you know, would I have got so much done if I if I had had if I, you know, did 
yeah. had more time because mm. you know um not comes <laughs> to the space available doesn't it you yeah. know <laughs> yeah, exactly i was looking up i've got a um an online course which talks about simplifying your life and setting goals and various other things and there's a bit in there exactly about that saying you know how much do you manage to get done just before you you leave to go on holiday in the last two hours that would have taken you probably a whole week to do if you didn't have a, a reason to to be leaving in two hours time sort of thing so yeah I, I, I bet you wouldn't have got anywhere near as much done <laughs> if you'd had more time <laughs> no, so so in terms of you know the question was about how do you prioritize well I suppose I it, it's almost like it was done for me, if you see what I mean, because I only had, so I just had to get stuff um, within the, the time that I had available. Now, obviously, as I was saying to you um, before we came on air, when um, Ryan went off to Spain in um, four years ago, um, I suddenly didn't have to go and pick him up from school every day. Uh, and take him up to Birmingham and stay with him. And certainly at the weekend, I wasn't driving around the country, you know, taking him to tennis tournaments and stuff. Um, my daughter was was still at home that she was at sixth form then at the time. So she was becoming more independent as well. And that was really weird. Only <laughs> <laughs> how, because I woke up that, he went in the September and I woke up after, took me a couple of weeks to get over him actually going. Yeah. Hard because he was only he was literally just turned fourteen, and after I got through that first two weeks of sort of feeling miserable, um, I suddenly I woke up one morning and I thought, oh, I've got a full time business now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, previous to that point, I hadn't had a full time business; it had always been a part time one, and that was like, well, okay, right. What does this mean then? And it, and it was really hard to sort of approach the business in a different sort of way than I had done before because I was so used to constantly rushing things, doing things on the fly, you know, cutting corners, all that sort of stuff. And all of a sudden it was almost like, oh, I can, I can start doing things a bit more properly now. <laughs> Did you really swan around for a little while till you got used to it? <laughs> I don't know about swan around, but it just, it just felt really, really weird um and and yeah it just it just felt really odd and and then there was a third phase because obviously then two years later my daughter went off to university and so it's she's in her third year now so I've, I've had two years plus now of of you know children not being at home um and yeah and and that's taken me a while to to get to grips with that um and there was certainly a phase of me probably not doing as much and maybe just having a bit less motivation. I don't know. I don't know whether it's it's because you have you have more time. It makes you be a bit more, um, you know, you procrastinate more, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, but you, can. you can afford to. <laughs> yeah. and, so, and so I sort of went through a bit of that, I will admit. I went through a bit of that, but I'm back. I'm back feeling very sort of focused again now because I've got I've got more used to it. So yeah, it's all been a bit of a, a, a transitional phase, I think. Yes, yeah. So what about actually organising to get stuff done? How do you do that? How do you manage tasks and and the th the things that you need to do? And I, I guess that may have changed as well. But you know, what what's your what are your tips for that? <laughs> 
Well, I'm very, everything basically is, is scheduled. So I'm a big believer in, um, you know, if it doesn't, if it's not scheduled, then it doesn't get done. Mm -hmm. So pretty much everything goes into my, um, Google calendar. I mean, that's not a high tech tool. <laughs> it's very simple. Um, and I find that I found that that really works for me. So, so the exercise that I've just completed, um, last week actually which was like oh it was like pulling teeth but i was so glad that i finished it so i've got a number of um programs and promotions sort of going throughout the year so for example i have four trainer talk lives a year so they're quarterly so the dates are you know obviously set for those at the start of the year yeah um the day before each of those i have a mastermind group that i run um, of my trainer talk ambassadors um, and they basically come before the day before trainer talk live and we do like a mastermind with them um, there's a number of webinars I do throughout the year I do two online programs um, I do two group mentoring programs so so basically they are set throughout the year and then so I so what I do is I basically put all those into the google calendar and then I work out how many promotional emails I'm going to need to send out for each and then I basically and decide let's say for trainer talk each time I will probably send out five emails before the event yeah and then I would then go into my google calendar and work backwards from the event and put in the days when I need to send them so so now as we are 30th of January I've, I've basically done that for the whole of the year so I know all, all the emails that I need to send out doesn't mean to say I've, I've not written them all yet but but basically so so I can go into my calendar for this week and it's telling me that in two weeks time I need to send out a promotional email number one the trainer talk live and so I will need to write that mm -hmm. this week next week and so and that and I just find that that although it's really hard to do it when you're pulling it together it's done now and I pretty much know what I'm doing yeah. <laughs> the year which is great yeah I mean I, I really favor that sort of way of structuring it in the way that then in effect you're just creating a structure where you can fill in the gaps as you say you just yeah. need to write the email now you know which email it's going to be you know what the message yeah. is and you know when it needs to go out you just need to do it now don't you so yeah yeah, yeah exactly mm. Mm. So that's uh, although it's not very high tech, just using a Google Calendar. <laughs> we don't need high tech. We just need things that work. <laughs> you know, I've put obviously things like, um, you know, so I will use different calendars and then sort of toggle them on and off. You know, like you can do yeah. that. Yeah. And, uh, things will be in different colours, but basically everything is uh, is in there. Mm -hmm. You know, so so yeah. Do you have a to-do list as well? Do you keep something with other tasks, or is it all done through the calendar? Well, it's yeah. That's that's where that's the the sort of uh, the nerve center, <laughs> if you like. Google calendar. You pick it up now. Yeah, I couldn't think of the right word, but uh, but but then from that, I will. Yeah, basically, I have a piece of paper. I'm 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 a really I'm really into um, not having loads of stuff on the desk. Yeah. So, so, for example, I will literally just have one piece of paper um, throughout the day where I will scribble down, you know, key things that need to get done and 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 whatnot, and and that will be it. And then I've got a 
you know, then I've got a, a, a notebook, you know, one of those project notebooks that kind of separated and yeah. I'll be separated by subject dividers. So I'll have like, you know, notes. Um, one section will be like my mentoring clients. Another section will be anything to do with trainer talk. Another section would be uh, things to do with the online business development clinics that I run every month. And so, and so in terms of paper, that's pretty much all I all I keep mm -hmm. so I find that if I start having loads of stuff on the desk I get distracted I get overwhelmed and things so I just try and keep things really you know re really simple yeah yeah so are there any tools or apps that you use as, alongside um, what you've mentioned already or is or is that the, the sum total of it <laughs> no it's not the sum total of it no <laughs> <laughs> do you mean do you mean just in my business or do you mean to manage time? Just generally, the things that you that you would recommend that you use to do things, whatever that doing might be. <laughs> well, I use, I use uh, I don't know whether this is what you're looking for, but I use Zoom a lot mm -hmm. um, because I do, as I say, a lot of, I only really do four live events a year and everything else is done online. So I speak to... So all my programs, you know, they're all done through Zoom. Yeah. Uh, all my one-to-ones are done through Zoom. All my meetings and webinars are done through Zoom. So I um, I love that and uh, use that an awful lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I use for, for social media because obviously I do um, social media scheduling. So I've, God, I mean, there's been so many of them over the years, hasn't there, you know? <laughs> some you like, some you don't like. Um, and I, I've used, been using Meet Edgar for quite a long time now, probably for a couple of years. Um, the reason why I like that is I used to use Buffer, and um, well, I used to get so fed up with the fact that when all the um, content was used up, you had to then go and put it back in again yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh god you seem to be doing that every week the great thing about edgar is that once you put it in there it stays there yeah which is great so i think that's been a real genius invention actually <laughs> by a social media manager in fact that, that was where she came from in her uh why she decided to put it together because that's what she taught i can't even remember the, the lady's name now but um Oh, yeah, uh, I can't remember her name now, but yeah, she did. Um, Laura, born out of Laura. her own pain things, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Laura Roden. That's it. And yeah, a genius, um, genius bit of kit there. Um, I've just come across something actually that I started using um, this week, which is something called Missing Letter. Oh, not heard of that one. Oh, it's great. And basically what it does it pulls you, you basically uh, link it up to, to your blog. So I have a blog that goes out every week and uh, it, it links it up to there and then it pulls everything into the dashboard and then it basically will, will um, put together a series of 12 um, social media posts for you from this blog. Uh, I know, and it will even tell you the dates. It does everything and it will even tell you the dates suggest the date that you can send it and uh, it's amazing and that's all you need to do <laughs> Making so, we speak. did you say missing letter missing letter yeah yeah okay right noted that <laughs> really impressive. 
that because because yeah I, I i signed up for it and then i thought surely not and then it then it linked up to my blog and it was really easy yeah and then they sent me an email and they said your first campaign is ready to go and i was like okay and i went into it and i was like flipping out all i need to do is like they've done everything for me it's amazing <laughs> that really makes it sound worth blogging other than you know you do it and then you have to go through all the rigmarole of promoting it and everything it, it actually yeah. she almost gets me excited about the idea of writing a blog almost maybe not quite <laughs> oh, dear. oh that sounds really cool lovely yeah really really like that so check yeah. that one out yeah will do so what about who helps you to get things done do you have a team do you have people you outsource things to do you delegate to other people i don't know friends husbands you can't do it to your children they're not there anymore <laughs> no that's true although i never did that no actually in in preparation for this question i just sort of scribbled down all the people that that i use and then i thought oh flipping heck i've got got a lot here but um no, I mean, I. Uh, that is one of the things that's really, really helped me in my business, um, you know, sort of delegating to other people. And it's kind of snowball. You know, I started off with, with, a, with a VA. Um, I've, all, I've had a VA now for God knows how many years, probably about five or six. And, um, and you know, she's been a great help to me doing all my sort of techie stuff um so for example things like the newsletter that goes out once a week she um all i do is basically put the topics into a spreadsheet and, and basically she will do the rest and send me a test and i approve it and then then it's ready to go so so i've always had that i started off with that that was the first uh that you know me dipping my toe into the water in terms of you know getting help um, and once I realised what a great benefit it was, it you know it's just stayed with me forever. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, I also use and the next thing, who was the person I got after that? So after that, I got a copywriter. Mm -hmm. So somebody to sort of help me, you know, with my content and things like that. And I've had that person for again probably about two or three years. Um, again, a massive help. Um, then this year I have I've got somebody I've got a, a mentor and that's you know she's been a great help to me too and I've also got somebody who does the um like the sort of SEO you know type things sort of working behind the scenes to sort of help me you know getting people to my website and things like that yeah. and then then um I used to do Oh my, no! Before before that, I got somebody because obviously the the trainer talk live events, you know, are really really great. We get sort of forty to fifty people there now um, each time. They're getting busier and busier, and uh, you know, with events like that, you always want to, um, you know, capture it all on social media and sort of be tweeting and taking photos and doing little videos and things like that. Yeah. And I, I was finding that I was spending so much time doing that. I was not, you know, I was sitting there on my phone and I was like, well, this is probably feels quite rude, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I thought, God, I really need to get, so I managed to get somebody with, with it, again, within my network to come and do that. And so at the last trainer's thought, she came and she just took charge of everything. She did all the photos, she did all the videos, she did all the social media and, 
massive difference. That was lovely. Yeah. Um, she's doing that. And then I've now got somebody who does all my um, accounts and invoices because now I'm having to charge VAT and it's like, oh, everybody's got to have an invoice and oh, all that business as well. She does all that. So, so yeah, so I've got quite a little team around me now. <laughs> Well, what I really like about that is is how gradual it's been based on sort of pain points or, or, or as you say, things like the, the example with the social media at the events that you sort of you look at what you're doing and look at how you can do it better or quicker or more effectively or whatever. And that's when you've then brought somebody in to to do that. I think that's that's a really good example because I think a lot of people worry about you know, will will people be able to do it as well as I do and, you know, worry about whether they can afford it and all that 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 other stuff. But actually, if you do it gradually and see the benefit each time, yeah. it really helps you, doesn't it, to, to think about bringing yeah. in somebody else? Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, as well, as your business gets bigger, you know, you just can't do everything yourself. No. Um, you can't do everything yourself. And so, you know, it's something that I would encourage everybody to do, even if you feel that you can't afford it. To begin with, just put your toe in the water, and then and then you'll realise. Oh, and the last thing, this is really exciting, Joe. The last thing that I did last week in terms of my team, um, I got a cleaner. Yay! <laughs> and I cannot tell you what a difference that has made. Um, I've just felt so much better this week. It's just been amazing knowing that I don't have to do all that on the weekend and stuff. It's yeah. just great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really good. Lovely. So, well, that leads us on to nicely about what you do to relax, what you do in your spare time, how you keep healthy, all that sort of stuff. Um, well, main thing is, um, boring as it may sound, I've got a dog. <laughs> so um, I have to take her out twice a day, and I do that in all weathers. Um, and that's the other thing that gets scheduled in the calendar. <laughs> yeah. Well, I talked about earlier when you were saying about taking um, your son up to the tennis, and you were like, I had to get up, walk the dog. I was thinking, you had a dog as well. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. I mean, that is, you know, I take her out twice a day. And, and I do it in all weathers, and um, yeah, and it's brilliant. I love it because it just it just gets me out. You know, I love walking. I love you know being out in the fresh air and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that's very definitely part of, of what I do. Um, I like my yoga as well. Um, again, I do the. Um, I don't I hate going to classes and things like that because again, I find that oh, you've got to make time for it and. Then in the winter, you kind of think, oh, I don't feel like going. And so I just do it at home. So I do the old, you know, 30 days of yoga stuff uh, with good old Adrian on YouTube. <laughs> so ah, Maybe I should do that. Um, I've, I've never fancied it as much as yeah. anything else because I could imagine I'd just be there in the class thinking, I've got to do what with my leg? <laughs> this must look really silly. And I think if I was on my own, I wouldn't be worried so much about that. <laughs> yeah and that's, that's why I do it I do it at home because it doesn't matter you know um, yeah. and again I, I, I tend to sort of schedule that in as well um, because again I know that if I don't schedule it it's so easy to, to kind of not do it so um, I, I, I pretty much try and stick to that and, it, and again it's the principle of it's better to do 20 minutes a day that's manageable or 20 each one of the videos is only 20, 30 minutes. So mm -hmm. um, that feels more manageable than having to go to a class, you know, once a week. And it's yeah. better for you doing it every day than just doing it once a week. So, 
And um, it doesn't matter. You don't have to buy all the gear then. It doesn't matter what you wear. No one can see you. <laughs> I know. I don't even have any yoga that. I just do it on carpet. Yeah, and I, I certainly do feel the benefits. Certainly do. Yeah. If I ever go through a period, I had about two or three weeks recently where I kind of got out of it and I didn't. You know, I, I could tell that I, you know, I didn't feel as, as good. So, um, yeah, I've got back into it again now. So, yeah. So, yeah, so, so I love doing that. Lovely. So what about learning and um, improving yourself? You've you've been in business 10 years now, you said, didn't you? And um, you've really developed it a lot during that time. Have you particularly focused on developing yourself at the same time? You're a trainer. You can't be saying anything different than yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll test you though. I'll test you though. <laughs> well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I kind of. I mean, I. What, what, one of the things actually you were talking about relaxing uh, that I didn't. Well, a couple of things. Obviously, I set myself. I did the the thirty. Um, not thirty days. The um, uh, Goodreads. You know the website Goodreads. Yes. Um, I did the. Reading challenge last year. Last year. Oh, that explains why you keep popping up on my email because I never look at Goodreads, but I do get the notifications, and your name came up a lot. <laughs> that would be why. I set myself a challenge to read fifty-two books last year. Ah, you know, one a week. So, um, and it was amazing that I managed to do it, and and so I've decided I'm going to do it again this year, and. People kept saying to me, "How on earth did you read fifty-two books?" And I said, "Well, it's amazing what you can do when you've got a goal like that, yes. you know." Yeah. And it's little things like instead of when I wake up in the morning, I always go downstairs, make a cup of tea, and about spend half an hour. And I used to just sit there and just scroll through all Facebook and whatever on my phone. And instead of doing that, I read my book for half an hour, and so. It's amazing, just that one small change. You know, you can get through. If you're doing that every day, you can get through a book a week. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so that, so that was great. So, so yes, um, I wouldn't say <laughs> many of them were kind of business books, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest about that. Um, you know, I, I have read a lot of business books. I mean, I've got a lot of them on the shelf. I found. Be perfectly honest. A lot of them just say the same thing. Yeah, in different ways. Um, what I think is when when twenty five will do. That's what I often think. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, the the other thing though, I do. I am a a, a massive listener. You'd be pleased to know. Um, a podcast because. <laughs> Well, because I, I do that when I'm out walking the dog. So that's what I do. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. I have to say, most of them are tennis-related. <laughs> Every tennis podcast going. Um, but one of the ones, um, it's not really a podcast, but it's a program that I downloaded years ago. And I find that I return to it again and again. If I'm ever going through a stage where I'm feeling a bit, you know, I'm not feeling positive or I need I need to sort of, you know, to get more motivated and things like that. So yeah. it's a program called Creating Power. Um, if you look it up online, you'll see it there. And basically it's just a, 
it's a program that you listen to. It's, it's a four-week program. You can download it to your phone. And um, it's just brilliant. I, and I, I, again, I've listened to that loads and loads of times over the years. Mm. Um, it's called Creating Power. Creating Power, oh. yeah. And it's all about, it's all the old stuff about, you know, training your brain to sort of think more positively and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, there's nothing you know particularly new in it but it's the way that it's done um you know you you basically you listen at the start of the week you listen to a uh almost like a summary um sort of program and then every day uh, and then there's like a, a a program to listen to every day and you listen to the same program every day for a week mm -hmm. and then you move to the next one and it's that repetition that really enables you to sort of really you know get on board with the messages and uh yeah it's really good it, it, it always really helps me and i recommend it to loads of people and they always really like it as well yeah yeah lovely thank you and and power fits very nicely with my power to live more <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> uh, so we're coming towards the end of the interview now what, what about if things don't go right what, what about those days where it's all gone a bit pear-shaped what, what do you do then um, well, I've already said just now, you know, when I've had times where I'm feeling a bit, ooh, you know, that the creative power thing has, has really helped me. Yeah. Um, I think one of the thing, one of the greatest gifts of, of being a business owner is that, well, firstly, you, you've got to recognize, and I've recognized over the years that, you know, there will be days where you do feel, um, less than, than your best you know you, you just will and uh, and one of the greatest gifts of being a business owner is that when you do get those days you've got a couple of choices you can uh, you can choose to either just go do you know what this is absolutely pointless today i'm just going to go off and do something else yeah um or you can choose to say do you know what this is going to be hard today but i'm just going to plow through it <laughs> you know yeah and, uh, and what happens and and it's great that we can do that as a business owner because obviously when you when you've got a, a job you know when you're in the corporate world you haven't got any choice um well you can either take a sticky you know and generally what we do what we what we do do when we're in a proper job is we plow through it yeah. and, uh, and that's not particularly healthy when you're doing a lot of that um so I think because, uh, you know, I, a lot of business owners, you know, complain sometimes about the fact that it is so hard and et cetera, et cetera. But there are, there are a lot of great things about having your own business. And that certainly is one of them. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. with As you say, we never have or, you know, rarely amazing days every day. But as you say, that, that flexibility to and I don't think everyone um, does it, as you say, the, the bit about saying well let's just you know forget today let's go and do something else and then start again tomorrow sort of thing I, I certainly do that um you know I'll go off and do some singing I'll do some reading all the things that I I want to do um knowing that actually a bit like we were saying about time feels you know think work fills the time available when you're not feeling right things will take you you know five times as long to do so you may as well just stop make yourself feel better <laughs> and start again when you're a bit more productive exactly yeah yeah it's great when you 
do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what about on the other side of things then, on a day when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more, and that's when I talk about uh, getting to do the things you want to do rather than the things you feel you should do or you have to do. What What have you done? What does that day look like? Oh, gosh. Uh, do, do you mean in your business or do you mean in life? Or... Life generally, yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's sort of the perfect Tuesday question if you've ever done that exercise. <laughs> Oh, well, I guess. Well, do you know what? This, <laughs> this, this is probably completely irrelevant, but, but I'll say it anyway. You know the, um, uh, the, the, you know the clay season in tennis, so, yeah. which is in the spring, and it goes from, it starts off in Monte Carlo, and then it moves to Barcelona, and then it moves to Madrid, and then it moves to Rome, and then it ends up in Paris. I've always said, if I, you know, if I was a millionaire, <laughs> that's what I would do. I would follow the clay tour. Can you imagine yeah. watching and staying in all those amazing cities at the same time. And well, then, to be honest, I'd, I'd just do the cities. I wouldn't even need to do the tennis. For the time. From Monte Carlo right through the next. Paris that would be my perfect not just day but that would be my perfect like three months or something <laughs> brilliant that's, that's probably the most expansive answer I've ever had to that question so thank you <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> so how can people find out more about you and connect with you uh well that I've go to uh, my website so I've got two websites um the first one is um the trainers training company.co.uk and um, the second one is trainer-talk.co.uk and that's my membership program for trainers um, and then obviously the usual social media channels so uh, Facebook Sharon Gaskin or the trainers training company Facebook page um, Twitter Sharon Gaskin LinkedIn Sharon Gaskin Instagram trainers training company such a coincidence that they're all in your name, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it does show that you've been around since the beginning of social media as well, mind you. <laughs> Lovely. Thanks, Sharon. It's been great to interview you and to catch up after, after a good few years. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Take care, Joe. All this information is available in the show notes on my website. If you use the link powertolivemore.com forward slash 53, that will take you there. And that's also the place to go if you want to find out how I can help you to improve your productivity, organisation, wellbeing, energy and resilience, your power to live more. And that's where I talk about doing more of what you want to do. I spent a brilliant day a couple of weeks ago with uh, a client helping her to do just that. And basically we started the day looking at what her overwhelm was so you know what was going on for her in terms of getting things done or not getting things done and what was getting in the way and we did a, a, a sort of session where we really looked at what she wanted to achieve what she wanted to be doing more of what she wanted to be doing less less of and what the uh, the challenges and, and um, overwhelm was as I said and then we spent some time setting up various uh 
apps and uh, systems and processes for her so that she could then start to work in a different way moving forwards, but also go back and sort of unpick some of the uh, emails, for example, that had built up from before. And the the key with this is that it's all individual. Uh, You know, what works for me won't necessarily work for you. Uh, I particularly use technology. Some of my clients much prefer to use paper. Uh, And, you know, obviously we've all got different tech as well. So, you know, I've got an iPhone, some people are using uh, Android phones and so on. So uh, that's part of that whole discussion, which is, you know, what what sort of uh, systems do you prefer? What sort of medium, media, should I say, do you prefer? And how best to then create a, a process and system that's absolutely designed for you that will fit with your personality, how you like to work and what you need to to get done. Um, in this case, with this particular client, we uh, set up the uh, tools that I am using currently. Uh, so one of them was Todoist, which is the place to use to manage the tasks that you have to do on a daily basis and we also looked at using LastPass for saving passwords. We also looked at setting up Evernote uh, which she was using already but wanted to uh, sort of restructure and be clear about what she was going to put there and and how she was going to uh, organise it so that she could find things again moving forwards. And I think the real key was going through her email and actually literally looking at every email that was sitting there and making a decision about what to do with it. And I think that's often the issue that because we don't have systems and processes set up or we don't have a a trusted system for all our things that we need to get done, we then when we have things uh, pop up in our inbox or Uh, you know just into our lives or or through the door or whatever that we need to get done we don't quite know what to do with them and quite often rather than making a decision we'll leave them sitting there until we have the time or the energy to actually make that decision about what to do with them and that's what can create a lot of the overwhelm because we end up with this like long pile of things that are building up Uh, we don't always have time to look at them in any great detail and then we start to worry that there's things sort of buried in that pile in that list that we haven't yet dealt with and because we don't have a way of recording that anywhere that we trust we don't actually know what's in the pile still Uh, and you know that can cause some of that sort of stress around firstly a build-up of stuff to do but also worrying that there's that really important task that needs to get done and we don't actually know what it is and we can't remember what it is and we may not even be able to find it (laughs) to be able to check either. Uh, so and the other thing that uh, we used was um, what's it called SaneBox which is a tool that you can use on email regardless of how you get your email whether it's Gmail or Outlook or or whatever and it helps to sort your email for you so that actually on a daily basis the emails that drop into your inbox are the ones that are vital and they're not sort of the newsletters and the, the, the nice to knows the receipts and all that sort of stuff which get allocated to different folders so you can sort those quite quickly Uh, in a sort of bulk way uh, whereas it pulls out all the important emails for you so that you know if you have got limited time you can just look at those particular emails and make sure that you're not missing anything today while you know that you're a bit overwhelmed and then you can sort of go through in more detail tomorrow for example so those were some of the tools that we used which you might find interesting yourself but as I said it is very personal so it may be that um, if it's paper that you just use a simple to-do list or use uh, one of the the new 
paper uh, organising systems that have come through. There's quite a lot of planners. You'll remember that I interviewed Sophie Jury from uh, the Ultimate Diary Planner right near the beginning of the podcast. Uh, and, you know, that's an option. There's things like the bullet journals that people are starting to use now. Uh, there's also a system that I keep meaning to look up, and I will now because I was trying to tell my client about it and I sounded extremely vague, <laughs> which is uh, a paper-based to-do list that uh, I used many years ago, which I used to find really useful, albeit, as I said, I'm, I'm now much more into my technology and my, my smartphone uh, is, is where I want everything to be. But, um, but you know, lots of different ways uh, and routes to getting organised. But as I say, it does need to be individualised. It does need to be personal to you because fundamentally you're only going to do the thing the things that you enjoy and find easy to do to organise yourself. You're not going to follow other people's systems um, or, you know, you might do for a short period of time, but it's not sustainable, which is one of my five S's uh, if, you know, you're trying to fit yourself into the wrong shape to box, shall we say. <laughs> so if you're interested in finding out how I can help you, then the best thing to do is to go to the website engagementandwellbeing.com forward slash power chat and uh, sign up for that and we can have a, a conversation about uh, you know what your issues are and how you might um, be looking for some help and see if I can help you with that so that's engage- can't even say it. engagementandwellbeing.com forward slash power chat so to go back to the podcast the information as you know is available in the show notes if you want to find those then go to powertolivemore.com forward slash 53 and we look forward to speaking to you next week Use your power to live more.